0: In Saline, Louisiana, I don't know where, the, uh, where that is or not. I, I tell people Saline is, is so small that it only has one traffic light, and that one's flashing. So I get, you'll miss it if you're not careful. But anyway, coming to you from Saline, my name is Tommy Inman, and I am one of the elders at the Whitesboro Church. And I'm thrilled that you are, you are here with, with us tonight. As we, uh, as we look into the Word of God, I believe as we start a subject that will, uh, will be life-changing, or it can be life-changing for you today and for every day uh, for the rest of your life. I know it was for me. Uh, let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever heard a lesson or a study on Angels? Did you know the Bible bitches angels nearly 300 times? And I would never heard a lesson on them until I decided to sit down and dig in and do a study for myself. But I think what we can find is it's amazing the way God works in our lives today. See, here's the the catch. The study we're going to do, is not really about angels. Okay, yeah, it is, but not ultimately. Because it's not really about angels, it's about God and how He works among men and women that He has created. And so, ultimately, that's who this study is about. It's about God. But I want us to be able to, to channel our study, to look at these beings that God uses to work in the lives of people. Uh, when I was 16 years old, I grew, up, I grew up in Uvalde, Texas, and I used to have to tell people
1: where that was and what that was
0: until the school shooting. Uh, a while back and now everybody seems to have heard of that and I hate, I hate it for that reason but I did, I grew up in Uvalde, Texas and when I was 16 years old first off, I was I was an, always an athlete and uh, one of the gifts that God gave me as far as athleticism is concerned is I, I could run fast I was, I was fast and so, but I was 16, this is a long time ago, right, and so I wanted to know how fast so I wanted to time myself in something. Now, back then, I, wait, today, there are benchmark uh, distances that are used for a uh, comparison amongst athletes, and, and uh, you know, nowadays, the 40-yard dash is a big one. Uh, in baseball, a 60-yard dash is a big one. Well, back then, again, too many years that I don't want to talk about, uh, a benchmark uh, distance was the 50-yard dash. Okay, so I wanted to see just how fast I was in a 50. And so I borrowed a stopwatch from one of the track coaches. And uh, I was gonna go to the the football stadium and line up on the track and run a 50 and, and try to time myself to get an idea. So I did. I showed up on a Saturday, nobody there, all by myself. I get loose. I get warmed up. I see here's the the starting line. There's the finish line. I got it all set up. I'm stretching. I'm warming up. And so I'm getting ready. And man, I am psyched up. I am, man, I'm going to bust it. And so, by the way, not known to too many people, I ran the fastest 50-yard dash ever run. I know you, some of you sound skeptical, but I did. Oh, okay, let me continue. So I line up at the start of line and got the stopwatch in my hand and I'm trying really hard. I want to be true. I want to, to start it late or stop it too soon. I'm going to try to be legit on the whole thing. So I get ready. Already in my mind, I'm saying on your mark, get set. Oh, and I, I start to watch as I start, and I am getting it, y'all. I mean, I'm getting it just as hard as I possibly can. And, and, I, and I, get about, I get about 10 or 15 hard strides into that thing. And I look up, and there's a chain-link fence around the stadium. And uh, there's a gate open, and there's a pack of dogs. out, About seven eight dogs. And they see me. And when they see me coming by... They take off after me, and they are nipping at my heels, and baby, I am flying down the track. And I'm looking for a way of escape, that's, that's all I can think about, and so as I I look up and down towards the finish line, there's a, 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 a judge's stand, not judge, a timer, where the timers would stand for track meets, and it's a big, huge staircase where they can get at different levels and see the runners. So I see this timer stand down there, and I'm thinking, maybe, that might be a way of escape. And so I shoot across the finish line, and I bound my way up that timer stand to the very top. (laughs) And I'm looking down, and those dogs are at the bottom. (laughs) They can't climb it. And I look down, the stopwatch is still running. So in my fear... I did not have the presence of mind to hit the stop button as I crossed the finish line. And so, you and I will never know how fast the fastest 50-yard dash ever run will never know how fast it was. See? Now then, okay, I say that tongue-in-cheek. That really did happen. But let's just say I had a stop the watch. Let's say it was this... World class time. What might we have attributed that extra burst of speed to create that? Uh, what What might we, as, as just as folks today, what might we have attributed that to? Any ideas? Carl. That's right, adrenaline. That's right. There's not really anybody there, but I feel like it makes it more real when I do So adrenaline. And a surge of adrenaline. Now look, adrenaline is great stuff. It's for real. I believe God created it, put it within us. And it does amazing things. But guys, there are limits to what adrenaline can do. For example, the young mother in South Texas, years ago, she came out to her car getting ready to back up to leave. She she had no idea that her three-year-old son was outside. Don't ask me. I don't understand that. But that's just the way it was. And as she began backing up her car, she backed over her child. She felt something. So she she throws it in the park. She jumps out. And there's her child underneath the back tire on the driver's side. The mother screams. She runs over to the car. And she lifts the car and pulls her son out. And he lives. True story. I was telling that account in one of my classes uh, at Washstar Christian School one day. And a, a boy raised his hand he said, I've seen, that, I've, I've seen that kind of thing happen. We were riding bikes in my neighborhood when I was a kid. And we heard a woman scream. And she had backed over her child. And we come running up in our bicycles. Or riding up in our bicycles. She picked the car up and got him out. I'm telling you guys, adrenaline's good stuff. But it ain't gonna do that. There are limits to what it can do. And besides, why wouldn't I immediately think God is involved in this rescue? I developed uh, a mantra, if you want to call it that, for me years ago. It works for me. I'm not telling you it has to work for you, but it works for me. And it, this is what I said. This is what it says. I would much rather give God credit for something he didn't do than to not give him credit for something that he did. And when it comes to good things, by the way, he's the author of all good things. Good things, I'm going to give him credit. And so in a situation like that, I'm going to say God was involved. Was there an angel present that day? I don't know. But it doesn't matter because God was involved. Did he choose to use an angel? Great by me. Sometimes He does. Sometimes He works directly. I, it doesn't matter, you see. Because we're going to give God the credit. For these things. In this study, I'd like to challenge you to let go of a concept or two. Or at least um, dampen them a little bit. Words like coincidence. Or even luck. I know there are; those are real things. Obviously. But you know what? I'd like to think that Maybe God is involved in these things in ways that are directly, uh, working directly in our lives to make things happen. Maybe it's not coincidence. Maybe it's not luck. I actually, I started saying this too, as I was teaching this to, to teenagers, I was thinking, come up with a, a, a thing called God luck. And I started saying that. You got a ball game tonight? You know, hey, God luck out there. And they, they finally caught on to what I'm talking about. Just pure luck? Now, wait a minute. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give God credit for the good things that happen in, in our lives. All right, so that's that's the goal. Remember, our goal is not just to study angels. The ultimate goal is to study God. Because he's behind it all. Anyway, so what do you think? Uh, take, a, take a journey with me as we look at these beings. And now here's the thing. I am going strictly from the Holy Scriptures. There are a lot of outside sources that talk about angels and this and that and, and whatever. I'm not going there. Not going there. I'm going only from the Bible and what we can find find in there. So what this will consist of is, we're going to go through a list. A lot of these will just be characteristics of angels. And some of them will be quite brief. We'll just take a look and see that. Well, okay, cool. And then others will be a little more, there'll be a little more to talk about because there's more things involved as we consider those uh, those particular char- characteristics, all right? So what do you think? All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump in and uh, see what we can find. I do want to say this as well. We'll also be talking about angel experiences that some people have had. And I want to challenge you with this thought. Just, in, just to prepare us. Just because something has never happened to you, doesn't mean it hasn't happened to someone else. Okay? You see, I used to... I mean, I would hear certain things, stories that happened in people's lives, and I'd take them with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, right. Whatever. And then I, I would hear some things from folks that I, I trusted with my life, and I knew they were telling me the truth. And then I begin to evaluate experiences I've had in my own life over the years, and then, and then I begin to consider them from a different perspective. So just hold on to that as we peruse some of these things and take a look. All right, okay, here we go. First up, first thing we need to establish this first. Angels are created beings. Okay? And first passage we'll look at, and by the way, better get a Bible handy because we're going to look at a lot of passages. Alright? It's Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, and we'll, uh, we'll start in verse 15. In this section that he, the scriptures are talking about, is Jesus. Okay? So, uh, Colossians 1 Uh, Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Ready? For by Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by Him and for Him. So we establish right out out of the chute that... uh, God, Jesus, Jesus created everything. Okay? And that's an interesting subject of its own. But now turn to Psalm 148 and we'll let it get more specific. Psalm 148. Now if you were raised in church this might remind you of a hymn. Let's look at verse 1. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you he waters above the skies. I'd sing it right now, but no, we're not going to go there. Yeah, that's the hymn I grew up on. Praise the Lord, you heavens adore Him. Praise. Okay, anyway. But notice this. Notice in verse 2. Praise Him, all His angels. Now look at verse, look at verse, uh, verse 5. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. Right? Y'all, angels are not sub-gods. They're not minor gods. They're not gods at all. Not at all. Not even little g. They are created beings by <clears throat> by God. So that helps us understand from the get-go They they're cool and they're amazing, but they're not even close to God. Not even close. He spoke and they came into existence. Okay, so we've got to keep the proper perspective about them from the very beginning. So number one, they indeed are Created beings. Okay, number two. They are spirit beings. Turn to Hebrews chapter 1. Now this is kind of cool. And we'll use this verse for something else later, but this is one of our purposes. So Hebrews 1, look at verse 14. Alright, Hebrews 1 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So he clarifies, they're by nature, they are spirit beings. They are not physical beings. But Now here's, the, here's part of the wild part. They can be manifested physically. Absolutely. And we will see that. In, a, in a, a whole bunch of different ways. Okay, but by nature, they are spirit. Now, the, the amazing part is when they're manifested as human, man, they're, they're full bore human. I mean, they're like us. But that's not the essence of who they are. Okay? They are spirit beings. Okay? Now, third on this list of characteristics. They are immortal. Now, immortal. Now, in my usage of terms, I make a, a distinction between eternal and immortal. For me, okay, this is how I use it. This is how I use the terminology. Eternal, that's God. Always has been, always will be. There was no beginning for God. He's eternal, Okay. Immortal means we'll never die. That's us. Okay? I believe that's angels as well. Look at Luke chapter 20. Luke chapter 20, verse 36. I've got glasses on, it, it's still a struggle. It, it's the lighting, it's the lighting here It couldn't be eyes. Okay, here we go. Let's start with 34. And, and look, this is jumping into the middle of a context. I hate doing that. We're not studying this passage right now. Jesus has been asked a question by the Sadducees. And it's actually a question to try to trap him. Okay? We can deal with that another time. That's a great great text. But in his response, he gives us some insight toward angels that we can use. Jesus replied, verse 34, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in angels, and they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. And they're not going to die... They're immortal. Okay. Now I'm trying to be true to the clock here. So if you if you notice I'm looking at my watch, bear with me on that till I get used to this format and the length of time that we are utilizing here. So so yeah, created beings, they're spirit beings and they're immortal beings. They will never die. That's that's kind of cool because you know we'll we'll be hanging together for eternity, right? And so, who knows, an angel that was instrumental in something that took place in your life or my life on this earth, and we get to meet him and hang with him—that's that's pretty neat, okay? All right, now then, let's uh, let's do one more for tonight, and uh, and we'll call it quits until next week, all right? They are also holy, Matthew chapter twenty-five. Now. I've got to include a parenthetical on this, so let's look at the passage first, and then I'll tell you what I mean. Matthew 25, verse 31. I can't see the numbers. I've got to correct that before next time. Ah, here we go. I found it. When the Son of God comes in His glory and all of His angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people from one another as shepherds separate the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on his left. If you have the King James version, which I do not, it says he will come with all of his holy angels. Now that's good to know that these angels that are helping us are indeed holy and good. But here's the here's the parenthetical: not all the angels are holy. Okay, the ones we're going to be talking about and helping with us in the lives that we live, those those angels are holy and good. Praise God for that. But we'll talk about, in a whole section, there's those who are not good. Matter of fact, they're evil. And that's coming. Okay? Not yet. But when it talks for us about God's holy angels, those are the ones that are helping. Those are the ones on our side. The evil, the bad, obviously, not so much. But we'll talk about where they came from and how they work and how this battle ensues between the good and the evil as we try to live our lives for the Lord. Okay, so just just for starters we intro, we take a look at a few characteristics Uh, hang on for the ride because there's going to be some amazing things along the way and I challenge you with this as we close for tonight. I want you to go ahead and start thinking about situations in your own life in the past maybe just yesterday, whatever situation something has happened that you thought at the time was unexplainable right i like get was like, there's no way this could have happened this is this is amazing wow and i don't want you to start thinking about it possibly from a new perspective maybe god was involved maybe he involved that See you next time.